to say my name. My name is Deja Brown. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. The Open Mic. The Open Mic. Podcast. Podcast. Pop, 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 podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the first Open Mic Radio podcast of 2019, man. I want to first thank everybody who supported the podcast back in 2018. We made our revamp return. I think I used those words correctly. Revamp and return. I might, it might have been a double positive or a double negative. Whatever. Um, thank y'all for listening again, all the tens and ones of y'all that subscribe. Don't forget that we're on iTunes, we're on Podbeam, and we're also on Spotify. Those are three big uh, social media platforms or uh, streaming platforms or whatever. Um, my daughter, she was here. We had to start the. Um, she cut. We had to cut, rewrap, and then do it again. But her podcast, the family podcast, is going to come back out this year as well. We got special guests. I don't want to hold up nobody's time. Oh, and I don't own the rights to this song. This is Janelle Round and Round. You know how we do, man. It's 2019, but the same old thing. I want to shout out to the homie, uh, my special guest today in the park in the in the Unbeknown Studio, my man, Mr. Dominic Gray. What's going on, homie? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? It's going good. Man, how was the? How was your Glad travel? How, how was, was your travels? It was good, man. You know, it was it was, uh, it was straight. Yeah, I took the back roads, avoided the highway. It was smooth. Yeah, you know, here at the Unbeknown. Oh, we don't talk about the the location. It's the Unbeknown Studio. The Unbeknown. Yeah, but yeah. did you um pe- make it past Secret Service? Oh yeah, okay. oh, for sure. They're like, um, "Are you around here?" I was like, "Yo, do you know who I am?" Like, <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yo, the secret." Like, if you made the past secret service, you're good to go, man. Uh, this young brother here, man, I've seen him do comedy for a while. Um, I've seen him, and I just like his attitude. There's not a lot. It's not a lot of positive energy. There's energy. There's positive energy. There's energy that you're like, I don't want that kind of energy around me. Ah, it stings. Ah, it burns. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not my kind of energy. But like, this dude always has like a smile on his face, joyful. You know, just just like. I just want to get better, and uh, those are the type of comments I want to be around. I need that kind of energy, even in my in my tender of doing comedy. You know, you get drained, and you see somebody's like, "I'm hungry," and you're like, well, "You know what? I got a sandwich." You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, so you know, Dominic is one of those dudes, man. So talk real, it, man. real quick, man. Talk about like how did we get here? How did how did how did we get Dominic Greer on into the mic? Like, what, how did it all start, man? Man, uh. Back in the day when I was, uh, I started doing comedy back in college. Okay. It was like a sophomore year, I want to say maybe uh, like 2015. All right. Um, I was doing spoken word at the time, and spoken word just wasn't fun. You know, it, it, it sounded cool saying mm-hmm. with all the word, you know, doop dop dip but everybody <laughs> was sad. <laughs> I was like, this ain't for me, man. Yeah. So, you know, went through this breakup. I was walking around. I saw... Uh, uh, what college you go to? Called ODU. Okay. ODU? Right. Okay. South by South. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was passing, uh, what was it called? Club Iguana. Or this random bar. They were uh, doing a comedy competition. I remember Iguana. Yeah. Iguana, yeah. Yeah. I never right in the com- spot. It's I, I, never, I never done comedy in Norfolk. Yeah. In the, um, in the local area, but uh, I have written past the Iguana. I may have stepped foot on ODU campus, even though I wasn't a uh, resident. Or... Oh man, that's like most of the most of the residents aren't residents. Yeah. Like, you know People always passing through. Yeah, I may not have been a student at ODU. I didn't have an ID, but I did have full access. If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's ODU, man. That's, yeah. It's crazy. So you, so you, you, you was walking past a, a club iguana, and you saw they did a comedy there. You did mm-hmm. a competition. So what happened? Um, I did the competition. Uh, it was like two of the comics. It was mad low key. Only had to do three minutes, but um, one twenty dollars. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that was that felt good. Let me come back. The next competition bombed, completely okay. lost. But you I mean, I still had like love for it. So, what well, well, do you remember? Um, some of the jokes you might have done. In oh the- man, they were so <laughs> trash. I did a, 
a joke. It wasn't even a joke. It was like a story where this grandma, um, like, <laughs> it was like this old white lady. And I like, I asked her, I was trying to be a gentleman. I was like, ma'am, can I help you with your books? And she said, um, no, I got it. And she like clutched them. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she being racist. So I was like, oh, ma'am, let me go in and hold your books. And she said, no. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, ma'am, give me your books. Next thing you know, security. <laughs> so it was, it was such, a, <laughs> such a terrible joke. But thankfully, everyone else in that like whole competition was just as awful or worse. <laughs> So, so, so you said the, the smile when you was you smiling the whole time? Oh, no, I was smiling the whole time. <laughs> like the whole time I was smiling, bro. I was like, you know, if I'm gonna get somewhere, it's gonna be these teeth. Yeah. So, so, so which basically what you said is was more of a likability contest versus a actual yeah, joke. There was like ten people in there, and they're like, "Who did you like the most?" And six of them <laughs> raised their hand for me. I was like, "Hey, we out here." So, <laughs> All right, was cool, man. All right, so you did you did uh, Club Iguana out seven five seven um o- ODU and then um what did you graduate? Yeah, I graduated. Um, what was your uh, degree? Year. My degree was in uh, communications and business management. Nothing yeah. that has anything to do with comedy. Nope, <laughs> <laughs> not at all, not at all. And like I didn't, I wasn't doing, I, I was doing comedy around the area, like Clash of Comics at Funny Bone. Uh-huh. Um, and it was, I wasn't doing it faithfully because I, I just, I was, I was mad young and I was just. Yeah. I was more focused on, you know, girls and stuff, trying oh, yeah. to make things happen. Okay. But uh, it wasn't until I came up to D.C. and I saw, like, I forgot who it was. It was at, uh, was it at, I think it was one of Kurt. So, um, Kurt Shackleford? I think it was uh, mm-hmm. O'Sullivan's. I saw, um, like, Dylan, um, R.P. Um, Dylan Meyer? Yep, Dylan R.P. to the big homie. Um, Wendy, and I think Eddie Morris was on there. Okay. And I saw them. I was like, yo, people out in um, D.C., because there were killers out in Norfolk, but mm-hmm. there was like even more in D.C. It's yeah. like, it's, it was just crazy. And I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not that funny. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I moved up here, and um, after I moved up here, I just went for it, just started hitting the scene hard, and just been working on it since. So I know um, in Norfolk, one, one of my, one of the homies, um, the big homie, yeah. like the big fish, is Angus Black. Yeah, Angus Black. That's, yeah, that's my homie. I did a couple of shows with him. <sighs> yeah, uh, I did a sh- uh, my first show I ever produced. I had him on it. Um, I was up here doing comedy, and I produced a show back all the way down Newport News, and I had to have him on it because yeah. he was the big fisher, you know, North of Virginia. He's man, he's so funny. Yeah. Like it's 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 ridiculous how funny he was. It was him, like Leonard Oots, mm-hmm. um, my homegirl Liz Barlow. Like they're all just like. Yeah, right there. Like yeah. one, two, or three. Just crazy. And Leonard is killing it right now. Leonard Oots. Oh yeah, look, yeah. man. I remember. Um, me and Leonard, he probably don't remember, you know, small fish in a bit. <laughs> See, I remember when I met first met Leonard, he was like working at IHOP still. He was at an open mic and he was just writing in the corner. And he was like, Yeah, you know, I've got this bird working on this, this, that, that. And he like dropped some advice for me at the time. He was like, Yeah, just keep doing it. Yeah. And I never forget, that was like 2015. Now we're looking at 2019. He's on movies, uh, movies, TV yeah. shows, yeah. BT. I was like, Yeah, he, he killed it while and out. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, he just. It's crazy what like, determination can do. So, yeah, yeah. Man. I, I, I remember he um, he came up here one time, and uh, it, it, you know it's it's funny because everybody try to give you advice about how what not to do when you're when you're first starting out and what you should do. Is everybody's giving you all this different advice? And I remember seeing him, and and I think he was like year one or two in, but he was up in D.C. He was coming back and forth from D.C. whatever, and uh, he was selling his CD, you know, and I was like, man. But you're like year two, no, 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 like your jokes aren't that funny. And in my yeah. mind, I'm thinking that because you know cause that's what people telling me like you can't do that. You did it, but yeah. like he was still, you know, he was he was hustling, he was grinding, you know. They, yeah. they, he was like, man, I'm out, of, I'm out of CDs, I'm out of DVDs. Like they bought a wall, you know. And it's like stuff like that where I tell people now, like you can hear, you can take people's advice, but at the same time, if you feel in your heart what you're doing is right, it don't even matter. Yeah, because you know what's you know I always say whatever direction somebody comedy is like being a sheep, all right. Say for example, I said like 
like right now, everybody's got a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody's gonna come out with an impromptu TV show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then all the sheep are still doing podcasts, and then the one sheep is gonna go right, and they'll be like, "Wait a minute, what happened? Where's that sheep going?" Yeah, and it just all gonna follow. That's it. but that sheep made it to the top, exactly. just doing his own thing. And then once the, the rest of the sheep see what he did, then everybody down the, the market is saturated because they all try to do the same thing. Yeah. So it's whatever's in your heart that you feel like is right, just do it. You know. That's I think that's a, uh, definitely that's the biggest lesson I've recently learned because I've like since twenty fifteen it's like comedy four years, but mm-hmm. I only count comedy two years. That's when I moved to DC and like really started clicking and thinking and working hard at it. Yeah. But uh, I remember everyone was just everyone giving advice. But I realized, like, not all advice is good advice. And yeah. then it's, like, the more I surrounded myself by people, like, that were, like, successful actually, like, putting in work, mm-hmm. I started, like, learning different things. Just, yeah, that's, yeah. There, you realize there's levels to this. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not just, you know. <laughs> levels, le- <laughs> levels, man, levels. It's, it's, it's a tall level. staircase. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's fun. I love it. I can't wait to see where, where it goes. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, um, now, you, now, everybody, I think everybody comes, like, I've been doing comedy for a while. I only count five years of the uh, maybe nine you say you did four you done the four you only count two yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like a, like you better you be 45 but your body your wikipedia says you're 22, 22? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it don't even really matter at this point man so like so and i'm old so i always keep saying like people are like, where you going I'm, like, I'm going to beer i'm going to beer baron they're like do you see coming off like yeah whatever so <laughs> you got a mic now Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, every Wednesday at 8 p.m., uh, we run, uh, me and James, a booker at uh, Comedy Law. Yeah. I was said beer baron to Comedy Law. Mm-hmm. We, uh, it's just uh, their official open mic. Uh, it's fun. We've had three shows so far. They've all been packed, and it's always, like, funny, funny, funny comments. Um, I actually have you on the next one, too, so it's yeah. going to be fun, man. So it's not going to be as funny. Oh, no, it's not. It's going to be hilarious, man. It, all, all the listeners, come on out. This thing's going to be so much fun. I, um, buying shots for everyone. Are you uh, really? <laughs> let's let's go see how much if it's packed. I'm, I'm going to buy a, a shot every three people. No, okay. I'm going to split it. <laughs> hey, everybody get a tall glass. You get a little. It'd be like communion. Communion. Oh yeah. yeah. He passing on communion dishes. So, <laughs> so, uh, so like, who are some of your comedy influences? Um, whether it's nationally, locally, or whatever. Like, who are some of your biggest like uh, comedy influences? Who's like in your team? Or like, everybody has a team, man. Yeah, you know, and that, that's very important. You keep your team small. I used to grow my team. I used to put water in my team and grow my team. And then I was like, everybody should be on this team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so who's some of, who you, who's some of your comedy influences? Who you know? Like, oh man, uh, some of my comedy influences, uh, especially in this area, is, um, especially first off, you know, shout out to homie TJ Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he has good hair. Yeah, he has good hair, light <laughs> skin, short. Just yeah. like, just angers just me. I heard this one girl was like, oh, you did great. She pointed and she's like, oh, you're cute. And I was like, hey, but 250 pounds of happiness over here. Dark skin. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're in the building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, come on now. Well, that's a homie. When I first came to D.C., I think uh, TJ was one of the first people I met. Um, and coming to D.C., the hardest part is getting a job that pays enough to, you know, withstand, you know, rent and stuff. So he helped me, like, get a job. And, you know, me and him, we've been chopping it up. And he'll definitely roast me anytime. My jokes are terrible. So... Yeah, that's the homie. Mm-hmm. Um, another homie, uh, Dominic Rivera. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, that dude. He'll let you know if he doesn't, <laughs> if you're doing bad. Like I was like, uh, he te- he's teaching me how to run shows and mm-hmm. build mics, build lineups, and I'd be like, yo, this is my lineup. He's like, oh man, you ordered this all bad. Like, what's what's wrong with you? Why'd you do this? I was like, I thought this was a good lineup. He's like, you need to fix it. Mm-hmm. And it's like he'll let me know and be honest, like how to do it. 
And um, last homie, I just kicked with him last week, is uh, Chris Allen. That dude is hilarious. Yeah. I, there is no one else that busts my balls as much as I call Chris Allen. Allen the mad rapper of food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I text him. I was listening to his podcast. I was uh, coming back from Vegas. I was listening to his podcast. And I, I, I'm, I subscribe. Uh, the Negro Please uh, podcast. Y'all make sure y'all subscribe, support. And uh, also three guys on the podcast. I'm a uh, feature in there sometime now and then. Um, but yeah, I was listening to his podcast and he was just bashing food. He was just bashing oh, it. And then he got <laughs> then he just got bad. I like it was one point I got bad at him. He was like, Man, and gravy is overrated. I'm like, come yeah, on. Man. Like, yeah, everyone loves gravy. He had me hurt. He came for uh, raising canes day. <laughs> I was like, that was one of my first job, bro. I love raising canes. That's how I gained weight, bro. Like, raising canes is so good. I was like, are you trolling right now? Do you really not like gravy? Yeah, I was like, yo, you need to have your own YouTube show just, like, hating food. Yeah. Have, like, 15 seasons. Like, like, you're racing this on social media. You need to go on YouTube and talk about all the food you don't like. Yeah, just... (laughs) You don't have to... There's 75% of the world gonna hate you, but, man, I think gonna be having views. Yeah. Yeah, he he uh he's always he's always honest with me about it. Like he's yeah. like he'll he'll bust on us like oh yeah that one joke you told it was predictable. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just like and um lastly I have these uh Winston Hodges that's my homie in Richmond. Yeah. I I met him uh I'm gonna say maybe a year back and I saw him on stage but he's killing it now especially in DC and mm-hmm. I was like all them like just doing good and I'm like always gonna make sure to be around people that are just positive and like working hard because yeah. you that makes you want to do better. So oh yeah. yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. And who's your biggest like um, on TV? Who's your biggest comedy influence? Oh, on TV, I um, dead or alive or like just alive? Oh no, just it, it could be. It could oh be, man, know. I think my biggest comedy influence is uh, Patrice O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Um, rest in peace. I remember um, Elephant in the Room was the first like not the first special I ever saw, but the first one I genuinely enjoyed and tried to piece apart, like pick apart. Yeah, dude's just talented with his writing. I used to like Cat Williams, but I ain't got that energy on stage mm-hmm. like Cat. Cat, you be sweating. Man, I'm a sweater. <laughs> oh, you are you know, a sweater. I'm a sweater bro. You got the it's, sweat down. I know, man. It's tough. <laughs> Sometimes it's just genetics. I remember I asked my dad. I was like, "Where does the sweat come from?" You know, bro. You just genes. You know, just sit up there. You just talking. Next day you start sweating. Next day you start sweating. <laughs> if you start sweating, just go with it. <laughs> yes. like, I, can't. I had no choice. Cat yeah. Williams, that dude would be in a whole suit and a hoodie and mm-hmm. five chains, sweating his whole perm out, and he'd mm-hmm. still just wipe it, keep going, people cracking up. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's my sweating like motivation right there. <laughs> I was like, if I can get my sweat with my comedy like that, that'd be cool. Yeah. But uh, that's 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 a top two. Dave Chappelle too, because Dave Chappelle is just yeah, just Dave Chappelle. All his writing's dope. Mm-hmm. If I can write the yeah, he's yeah, that's like the top three. Okay, yeah, man. Um, I'm more. I like I'm I'm Kevin Hart. I'm, I'm a Kevin Hart fan. Um, a lot of people say insane. Yeah, like, that dude. He always like well, he marginalizes like just builds into an empire. It's yeah. Like even if like no matter what happens with the Oscars, in my opinion, mm-hmm. he's still gonna be good because he's already ingrained into the, oh yeah the business yeah. side. Like you're not gonna hurt him completely. I was like to have the ability to say no to the Oscars. That's a power move already. I was, yeah. like, dude, I was like you're set, man. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't really matter. So it's like K Hart, Chappelle. Um, the first comedy special I ever I ever watched was um, "Take Me Back to the '60s" by uh, Gallagher. Gallagher, oh, okay. Yeah, I used to watch Gallagher. I, I watched all of Gall- Gallagher's uh, uh, stand-ups. Because, okay. And it, it, I know. It's, that's, it's a flash, that's a flashback. I, I got to go back and watch. I remember my own. Um, my, um, the Sledge-O-Matic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the only reason why I watched them was um, 
because um, growing up, I couldn't watch HBO and stuff like that as a mm-hmm. kid. So, but, but Comedy Central just started coming out, and they, for some reason, they just had Gallagher on loop. Oh, nice! It was just this Gallagher, and I'm just watching. I'm like, wow, he's and like his auditoriums are all sold out and stuff like that. Yeah. And then uh, as I got older, I started watching um, Comic View. Oh yeah. And then that's when I fell in love with it more to see him. You know, us. I ripped my back about yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw Queen Aisha uh, backstory. Um, seen Queen Aisha. I, I became, instantly became a big fan of Queen Aisha. Uh, Cedric Entertainer, DL. Uh, it was a lot of cats. Yeah. DL's so funny, yeah. And uh, Cedric. it was funny because uh, the first person I ever opened up for was Queen Aisha. Oh, nice. Yeah, it, and I was like, man, I'm so honored. I'm so honored to open up for it. And I sucked as a comic. I was, I was <laughs> trash. I, was I feel so- like every comic says that a year later, they're like, well, back then, that was a look. No nah, matter who that was before. This is I was trash. Now. I was, I mean, I felt like I was only being booked because he wasn't paying me and he needed that money for the budget and he was <laughs> the pay queen. I'm like, oh, man, I was so, I was just, oh, my God, it was, it was horrible. I'm sorry, Queen Aisha. I, know, I, don't know, I don't know what that was. Oh my god! Oh, that's it. See, I, uh, it's funny. I wasn't allowed to watch Comic View like as a kid. I didn't watch Comic View until high school. Okay. Yeah, because I would. My mom would not allow. It. She like. I remember one time my dad was watching. I was sitting there watching it, and it was um, who uh, what was her name? She had the joke about the um, you know, dick. Some of got big lips. Yeah. I was like too too big of a teeth. And my mom was like, "All right, well, go to your room. <laughs> you, can't, you can't watch this." Like, ah! Yeah. It was so funny, and like I was cracking up. My mom was like, "Yeah, you y'all can't watch this. Go to your room." Yeah. yeah. So the audience, I'm trying to figure out, was the audience ever like, was it a studio paid audience? Because I'm like, I was, I've never been to a show where they. That is, that's a good question. Uh, and the only reason I ask is because like they were really over the top with the laughter. They, oh yeah. They really set the bar high. Like, ah! I, was like, I was like, hey, that's us, that's us doing. <laughs> People were hopping out of seats, cracking up like on the floor. I was like, I just thought. You know, it could have been a studio paid audience. Yeah, you know how Martin Lawrence is that dude. Yeah, he owned the stage. Yeah, he he was, and that's another one for his, just for his physicality in comedy. The like, dude came on stage in like straight boxers, man. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't imagine doing that. <laughs> Nothing but judgments out there. <laughs> like, why is Dominic Gray in, yeah, in boxers? You need to do yeah. more crunches. <laughs> yeah, what is what the hell is going on with him? Exactly. So we're gonna take a small break. When we um come back, we're gonna um talk some something. We gotta talk something. Oh yeah. Whatever, whatever that something is, we're going to talk about it. But uh, what I'm going to do is, like I always do every show, I'm going to represent the homie. It, just because it's 2019 don't mean I won't represent the homie. Um, Tony Gobain, my favorite song, Moments, featuring a recipe for disaster. That's not his name. It's a recipe for for lyrics. I don't know. It's recipe. It's a recipe. It's a recipe. It's, <laughs> it's just a recipe, man. I, I, don't, I don't know why he named himself. Oh, recipe for winning. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's the best one out of all. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a recipe for recipe for disaster, diarrhea, whatever. Right. <laughs> right back on my radio podcast. Let me take you to a place nice and quiet. Oh, I wanna sex you up. You need this kind of love. Wanna love you like me, nobody. My body all over your body. Hey, it's your girl, Trady Sade. When I'm not hosting Comedical Relief at Wonderland Ballroom, you can catch me listening to the Open Mic Radio Podcast. Now we all twisted yoga positions. 
told her she remind me of a Jeep. The way she ride me through the sheets. Told me she need TLC. Now she see why nigga creep. She got me cleaning for life, bro. She got me calling her wife, though. I can hit it all night, yo. Her body got me all hype, though. Let me take you to a place nice and quiet. Ooh, I wanna set you up. You need this kind of love. Who gonna love you like me? Nobody. My body all over your body. They don't know about this. She ain't even my girl that I mentioned. Slotted at the door, ended in the kitchen. I ain't seen her in a week, got me itching. I'm a fiend for that thing, so it seems. She gon' tell me how we do it in her dreams. She clean up, nice pussy clean. Gotta get it when I can, cause I'm all about the green. Crack stroke, the best stroke. Got a feeling like we fly on, cause we smoke. I've been at this for a minute, don't need no notes. I be sliding in the thing, something like a ski slope. R to the four, to the W. Girl, it's all about action when it come to you. Round for the W. W. Show you like fuck y'all, George W. W. Show what's up with you. Let me take you to a place nice and quiet. Ooh, I wanna set you up. You need this kind of love. Who gonna love you like me? Nobody. My body all over your body. They don't know about this. Let me take you to a place nice and quiet. Ooh, I wanna set you up. You need this kind of love. Yeah, and that's my man Tony Gobain and a homie recipe for winning. That song is called Moments. Uh, shout out to my homegirl Charity Sade. Um, comedy relief every first Wednesday, I believe. Uh, get you some time, man. Tell her I sent you or not, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I did my thing. Charity, I know if you're listening, I, I plugged your show. Shout out Charity Sade. Charity Sade, yo. Wednesdays. Um, you know what I'm saying. Get, get that joint, man. We're back at the Omar Radio Podcast. I got the homie, Dominic Greer. We were just talking about um, recipes for cheese whiz, man. <laughs> hey, 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 get the milk in Get a little bit of cheese. You get a little cheese in your life. You yeah. God damn. You need some cheese, man. So, cheese. I was just telling Dominic um, over the uh, break that uh, he was talking about Roger Stone. Uh, I don't know if y'all keep it up with the news, but uh, Roger Stone got uh, fbi and by FBI, I mean, had the SWAT team in there to put the paws to him and then get him arrested. And um, all my friends on the social media have been um, um, asking me to watch the uh, Get Me Roger Stone documentary on Netflix. And I finally looked at it. And it's crazy how we as a country allowed this to happen to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, there, when there's documentation and, and it's like right there, like like everything was like laid out like you see it like like how Paul Manafort came in and how uh, um, Bannon came in and Roger Stone came in like this one guy and, and I'm like real thugs don't wear baggy jeans and Timberlands and I mean they're still thugs but the real ones are white and they wear three piece suits yeah. apparently facts. <laughs> facts yeah yeah man mm-hmm. yeah man straight 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 gangsters man how you feel I mean what you, how you feel I, I don't know I don't know if you political or you think about the political climate or anything like that what are your thoughts on like how this country is being run right now, man. Into the ground. I mean, how you feel about yeah, this? It's, how you feel about maybe getting back, returning to slavery soon? I mean, so what you? How you feel about that? Uh, <laughs> I want to say I'm not. I'm not overly political. But mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this. 
I think the funniest part about it, it's not funny. Well, it's funny, a little funny and everything. The mm-hmm. funniest part about it is, I remember before the election even happened, I remember we used to have debates with people, and people were like, oh, but it's time about time we have a businessman. We need a businessman in there, not a politician. He'll mm-hmm. make the country better. And I ran to that same person a week ago. I was like, how's your businessman doing? He's <laughs> <laughs> he, he doing what you expected. Yeah. I, 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 I got a guy at my job. I was about to say friend. I got a friend at my job, uh, a guy at my job who actually... Um, voted for him. He t- he let it, he made it let it be known as we we're working that he voted for him. It Ooh. was me and uh, um, Greg Stevens. We worked together, and um, and him. Right? And we're sitting there. He's like, "Yeah, I voted for Trump, man. I'm sorry, uh, but I just, <laughs> at it, least he apologized." Yeah, but it, but like his reasonings is like, "Yeah, it was just so much gridlock in Washington. I just knew he was going to change it, and my stocks were four hundred one k." And I'm just like, "Well, okay, well oh. you." Have you seen your 401k well, lately? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, <laughs> have you seen your 401k? Have you seen your 401k? How's that working out for you? Because uh, now, at this point, he screwed over the farmers, the government workers. Uh, if you voted for him for your 401k, uh, <laughs> yeah. he screwed them over. So I'm like, at this point, you have no legs to stand on. If, you voted for, if you're still supporting him, you got to be racist. <laughs> yeah, 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 completely, completely. But, I think it's, I remember at my old job, I worked at like an insurance company. I never get this dude. Um, he was one of our bosses. He was like top boss. You couldn't yeah. tell him nothing. Yeah. And he voted for Trump. No one knew until the day Trump got elected. Everyone's all sad in the office typing. He comes in a little drunk with an all-American flag suit on. Yeah. I told you he was going to win. Like, and no one can say nothing. So I was like, that's my boss's boss's boss. Yeah, he had to eat that, yo. Yeah, I was just sitting there like, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, my son. Yeah, I was like, where am I? I guess I'm 11. So I was like, man. I guess I, I mosey on back to my cubicle now. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, I have a nice day now. I, I, I just—it's—it's it's crazy. I knew. I don't know. I don't. I'm not really sure. I'm not gonna say. I did. I'm not gonna say I didn't expect any of this because it's a lot worse than like, what I would expected. Yeah. But when he was his whole campaign, he was leading with like, "It's a country full of rapists and drug dealers. We need to build a wall." And people believed it. I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is crazy." Yeah, it's over. Yeah, it, you cut a whole country full of rapists. That's wild. Or drug dealers. That's. <laughs> They're bringing, their, they're bringing their diseases. <laughs> they're, ra- they're not bringing their best. They're bringing their rapists yeah. and their diseases. You, you WikiLeaks. Tell, you he did not write that speech. He's like, I'm just going to go up there and just, I'm just gonna gonna fill out the crowd. <laughs> like, he's like, if you want to know about stage presence, as a comedian, I watch him for stage presence. Because <laughs> he can own the audience. <laughs> he can own the audience. Get everyone just riled up. <laughs> Are you with me? Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to what? Build, Build the wall. And who's going to pay for Mexico? <laughs> like, hell yeah. <laughs> Look, a year and a half later, I never said Mexico was going to pay for now, the wall. For, for if they put a down payment, like, what does he, what do you think this is? What is it, pick and pay? What, what, uh, you talking about layaway plans and it, all kinds of stuff? And I'm just like, man, you're an idiot. Yeah, it's so funny. I was watching a scene at work. It was so funny. Because, like, when he was on the channel, he was, like, saying, like, didn't you say Mexico would pay for the wall? <laughs> no, I never said that. I said they might, you know, pay for it. They ain't going to write the check. That's ridiculous. <laughs> they, why would they write the check? Yeah, and then they had, like, a whole 30-minute reel of every time he said, I'm going to make them pay for it. <laughs> Trust me. They're going to pay for it, okay? Trust me. There's only one man that can do that. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're not going to pay for the wall. They're not right. going to pay for the wall. Yeah, we're gonna pay for the wall. But but we don't want to pay for the wall. Well, you ain't getting paid at all. <laughs> Shut it down. Yeah, Nancy. 
<laughs> Nancy and Chuck, I'll be happy. I'm like, man, this dude is an idiot, yo. He's just terrible. Just awful, awful people. So my new thing now is I like to go on Twitter and uh, Facebook, and I just like to periodically, whatever he does something, just say, you're 45 is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just periodically. I just he like, might reply, too. I, was like, I, I can't wait. I can't wait till he blocks me. I'm like, yeah. your, your man's an idiot. That dude, like, his tweets are funny. Like, his tweets, like... I think what was the last he, he said someone looked like a horse or something. Yeah. He he'd be roast he be roasting <laughs> I say I would love to see him on a roast panel. He be roasting people like for their lives. But yeah. he just he should not be president. Yeah, so so uh I think um yesterday what I took from it was uh and I wrote this on Facebook too, but I mean it's it, I, I could expound upon it. Just basically I'm 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 listening to this Roger Stone press conference and he's like, They didn't have to knock down my door and startle <laughs> startle my wife to arrest me. All they had to do was contact my lawyer and I would have showed up and I was just like, <laughs> if Nino Brown did that same speech on New Jack City. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if... Yeah, nah, they would have done that. <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, that is white privilege. Yeah, that is white privilege at the highest. <laughs> like, I thought walking, I thought, I thought white people walk across the crosswalk and not looking both ways first was white privilege. No, like, the fact that he said all they had to do was call my attorney, I would just would have showed up. That he told the police, hey, you need to do better than that. Just call my lawyer. I think he just Yelp reviewed the police the FBI. <laughs> Straight up. He Yelp reviewed the, oh, wow. Yeah, he Yelp reviewed the hell out of the FBI. He said, y'all need your job better. Y'all suck. Y'all broke. Who's going to replace my door? You know, they call his lawyer. You would have been out of the country. Yeah. Yeah, they're looking for you. All right, thanks for the heads up. I'm gone. I'm like, I'm just looking like Cohen. Cohen, he got arrested. White privilege again. He don't got to go to jail till March third. I'm like, man, y'all. How do you get a postpone? How do you get a postpone on jail? Just report on time. Yeah. Be <laughs> there properly. You know, like you get to spend some day. I'm gonna let you spend some time with your family over the holidays. You know, I heard your daughter's birthday is in February. You do a little one more birthday. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, have some cake. Yep, get some cake, and then we're gonna you yeah, gotta you report properly. In, yeah, you better be at jail on time. You ain't on jail on time. Don't make me come get you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, man, look at all this white privilege. Like they are getting arrested. They get like they they don't they do their little arraignment. They talk to the court. They post their bond. They walk out the door. I don't see that when it comes to black people. No, they get arrested. They're like, you're just gonna stay in jail. You're just in there. They got Wesley Snipes immediately. He's done. You got him. Tax fraud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah tax fraud. Yeah. You're done. You're in there. Lauren's still doing shows. And she yeah. don't want to do them. She only show up. She, she only show up for the show. <laughs> no refunds. They just gonna play her vocals in the background. No refunds. She ugh. Yeah, that's like like Donald Trump's whole campaign is like privilege. I was like, if, if Barack Obama said the whole rapist and th- he would have never made like yeah. he he would have never he had to denounce his preacher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the I mean, what the the worst things they had on Obama was him smoking weed and then they're like, is your let's see your birth certificate? Are you really from here? I was like, yeah. how does, how's that a, a thing? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't believe you're from this country. I'm not being racist. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Like we had we had 43 presidents. You never asked for a birth certificate. Now all of a sudden y'all yeah. worried about a birth. His certificate. His name is Barack. <laughs> name one president whose name was. <laughs> yeah, people are, are terrible. Barack should change his name to Terrence. Yeah. See what happened or. Or, or or George or George <laughs> Bill okay, there's already a Bill there's a call him Barry Barry yeah 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 you should have been Barry that yeah. would have been perfect they call it because that's, that's the thing they call him Barry Barry Obama like, Barry I'm, I was like man how do you get Barry out of Barack yeah right they're like sir we gotta make gotta cut it short it's either Barry or B like, which, which, which one would it be you're like uh well if there's art <laughs> I think this is a perfect another perfect example of um White privilege. Have you seen the, the everyone been talking about online the Ted Bundy mm-hmm. documentary show? Uh uh-huh. 
So I just, I just, I'm on the last episode now, wrapping it up. But it's crazy how long this dude got away from cops because he was under cops like care for two, twice. Mm-hmm. Like they had him in the in a jail, but when they brought him to prison, because they said he's so handsome and charming, they didn't put him in cuffs. Mm-hmm. Like he was in prison, and they're like, yeah, he was practicing like suicides. You know, basketball, and you running suicides. Mm-hmm. He was practicing running in this jail doing pull ups push-ups and he really told the cops he's like i'm gonna break out of here and all the cops are like oh, oh, oh ted he broke out twice <laughs> like, like you ain't never gonna see a black person do that if i did that if i even tried to run in a cell if i was in a cell though then knock on wood like that's glass cell, by the way that was no, glass, glass. <laughs> if i even ran a little bit they're like oh yeah we gotta we gotta put handcuffs on this guy's ankles right here maybe they thought he was like, crazy because he's running in a cell no yeah. suicides. No, he told him. He's like, I'm trained. I'm about to get up out of here. And, and they're like, he's, he's not going. He's doing anymore. push-ups. Just looking at the, he's like, I'm out of here. Just doing push-ups. Look at the key card. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's it's crazy, man. It's, it's wild. So, um, like I said, this is the first podcast we've done in 2019. I got you as a host. I mean, co-host. Um, you're a comedian. Of course, we're all comedians here. Um, how did you feel about um, the New Year's show of Tiffany Haddish? The New Year's Eve, the New Year's Eve show. Man, that, that was uh, that was tough. And the, the, the backlash that she received. Um, I felt like a lot of people were hyping it. Like, they were, like, making it bad. But I was like, everybody bombs. Everybody bombs at some point. Uh, yeah. But it's like, when you that big, you, you can't. One, I love Kevin Hart. What Kevin Hart does, he has everyone put their phones in a bag. Yeah. Because if you do bomb, ain't nobody going to have that evidence. Ain't no evidence. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. One, that's one of the things I got mad. I, I got mad. I'm like, you hang out with Kevin Hart all the time. Yeah. Like, he, call, he called you his sister. Why didn't he give you cell phone security? Yes, yes. I was like, you bet. Like, I was like, if they, that was a lesson to her. Just lock the phones up. If yeah. anyone's going, if they're going to tweet about it, you're going to believe them. Yeah, yeah. And so at the same time, I think, um, and and um, some people say, well, it was a New Year's Eve show when the ball dropped. They wanted to be able to pull their phones out and you know do X Y Z. But there's ways around that. You yeah. know, you could be like, okay, it, you do your show, get on stage early enough, right before mm-hmm. the ball drop. And then, boom, do your closing joke. Give people time to get their phones out. And then, boom, you're good. Exactly. And in and, 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 and game. I just didn't want to, I mean, I'm, I just didn't understand the, the backlash of it because I, I've heard people like, yeah, she ain't ready. She's not, I'm, I'm hearing other comedians say she ain't ready. She's not a comedian. All she does is act. And I'm like. That ain't hurts. And I'm just like, first of all, I'm confused because her background is stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, I was friends with her before she became, like, Tiffany Haddish Haddish. Mm. Like she's Tiffany Haddish. Like we're real Facebook friends. Yeah. <laughs> like she, I know she do. She did real stand up. Like she has a whole album out called She Ready. Yeah, it was on Showtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, how do we? How do we forget this? I feel like people are jumping to conclusions. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. They're like, they, I'm starting to realize, especially with social media, if someone's doing good, yeah. it's an easy access for like misery to just try to misery love company. Yeah, know? I'm sad. Social media, I'm upset. Like, I'm upset. I heard she just started stand-up. Like, yeah. Y'all just, they listen to that Cat Williams interview and, 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 and taking it to heart. I'm just like, you never see her. I'm like, she did a yeah. whole, or Showtime. I love Cat Williams. He was just hating. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was just hating, bro. Mm-hmm. So I was like, he's like, well, name one Tiffany Haddish. I was like, bro, you can't do that. Oh, it's like, like, you know, cause she just hit like, like start, I'm gonna say she just hit stardom. Yeah. She's been in a business, but she just hit the major like spotlight. Yeah, she got, you know, that's like, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, and I open, and I open, I always, I, I do always do this because it's about one of my few main credits. Open up for real. You know oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, congrats, yeah. bro. Yeah. Yeah. Open up for real. And I'm like, that's like you said, that's like you asking prior to be opened up for real. Name, and, and, and he then did get out and everything. Name yeah. one, um, name one, uh, one of, um, um, 
Rails jokes. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. Prior to. Prior to. Yeah. yeah. Prior to you know you know um the, the get out. Yeah. Because I didn't I didn't see I didn't listen to it special. I didn't exactly. listen I didn't listen to it until I found out I was open for it. And I was like, let me check him out. Get, you know, get, I'm like, oh, this dude is hilarious. Yeah. Because he just broke out. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that people are like, oh, he you can't name a, a Tiffany Haddish joke. A lot of people won't even check it for her. Yeah, they won't even research it. But before before Girls Trip. And yeah. I just think, and, and it was sad, it was coming from male comedians, like bashing, like she wasn't ready, get you some writers. And like, what what are you saying? Like, she was already a comedian. Like, what yeah. are you saying? Are you, are you are, like, and I feel like if you're, if you was trying to help her, the best way to help her wasn't to jump on the bandwagon to bash her exactly. publicly. Like, Drop some advice, don't. Yeah. Not, not. I'm pretty sure you get her phone number. Yeah. Call her. If you're auditioning for a writer's job, yeah. just call her. <laughs> they didn't only look back. Because I know, like, I mean, you know, Kevin Hart is probably one of the you know, biggest comics in the world right now. But even after all his toys, I feel like he must have had at least one bad show. Which yeah. you ain't never going to hear about. You know, absolutely the, not. Because cell phone. Like, but well, I, I really like her approach to handling it. Yeah. She handled it so well. She was like, hey, you know, lessons learned. I'm going to do better. Yeah. Anyone else would have probably been like, not anyone else, but she could have been like, she could have been like, oh, you know, this and that, you know, f everybody, blah 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 blah. But she like handled it like a G, and it was, it was, nah, it was, it was well handled. Yeah. Even when people were talking smack, she just she like, she like, I'm whatever. Yeah. I, I know. Um, I, I listened to a Kevin Hart interview, and he said one of the things that he do is because a lot of people are like he don't got the time. He's doing movies, doing that. When does he have time to work out his jokes? And uh, I, one of the things that I know that, that I found out, and when I saw Chappelle one time. They go to this. They go to places where no one suspects they will be, for like a month, and I think like uh, like Hart went to like he goes to like Vermont, mm-hmm. and just work with his material. He does this whole special oh, there for like thirty days. That's he's, smart. And he has you know he, he writers and he's you know he's he's going over it and he's doing it in Vermont yeah. and people are just happy that somebody from Hollywood is in is Vermont, Vermont? <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna bash him because he won't come back he'll just go to he'll go to Portland exactly <laughs> yeah that's that's smart that's yeah. smart because ain't nobody in Vermont you just Anybody yeah. yeah. I saw when I saw Chappelle. I saw Chappelle because he was in Pennsylvania, but it was it was like like it was like one of the most definitely Trump County. It was definitely a Trump city. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and he's just there. And I, I heard that rape that the Bill Cosby rape joke before it was on the special. So he was I like so I was like man, did I just pay to see Dave Chappelle open mic this, this rape joke? And I yeah, <laughs> and I did. It, it, it was perfect when he got on the joint, but yeah. it's amazing. Yo. <laughs> Smart. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Know that. But I was like, I already knew, like, you know, especially, you know, Kevin has, you know, with his writers. I was like, there's no way he just gets the jokes and just gets a special. I mean, you know, he had to, like, work it somewhere. But yeah. That's smart. So he just go to different, he just go off, off the grid places where he know people are just happy that he's there. And if, they, if they say shit, he be like, fuck it, I'm going to go to... I'm going to go to... Go to Alaska. Yeah, I'm going to go to Alaska. Yeah. Boy, these jokes, I'll get a parka and go to Alaska. And yeah, it's too cold to I have phones out there. Yeah. Like, you can't get a signal. Yeah. You can't record. You can't get, your hands are stuttering. You can't get a focus. Yeah. <laughs> that's smart. I'm a... I ain't... Once we get big, Dominic, I don't know I don't know if you're going to let me go on tour or you're going to let me go on tour with you or whatever, but... Yeah, um, if I make it happen, I got you, bro. Yeah. Not if. When I make it happen. Yeah, I'll be one of your writers, man, and we yeah. just go to um, we go to Tupeloka. Uh, yeah, yeah, we go to Sioux Falls. We go to the most random, random Amish. I'm gonna go to Amish territory. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know what he's talking about. It sounds funny to me. Yeah, look at those act outs. <laughs> got them amazing. Yeah, that dominant guy. When, when I got it, it, it could be a tomorrow, it could be sixty. It gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we gonna do this. Goddamn. Yeah. 
Gonna make that happen. Oh man. Hey man, real quick before we wrap up, man, talk tell the people how they get in contact with you. I'm also I'm gonna um in the box in the description I'm gonna have you in the uh I'm gonna have your contact information as well. Oh, social yeah. media stuff like that. So but like tell the people how they get in contact with you. Uh uh you don't get your phone up, but you know, social media, upcoming gigs you may have. Oh, let's, yeah. let's talk about it, man. So um, my social media, um I'm about to make a new Twitter. So I, but on Instagram it's D Gray Comedy, D G R A Y Comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, Dominique Garrett Grayer. I'm really trying to fix that because <laughs> I keep forgetting my middle name on there. It ain't, it ain't working out. And then, uh, you know, booking email is dgraycomedy at gmail.com. Oh, you got, um, you got a booking email? This yeah, uh, it's, it's a regular email I made, but I was like, I might as well start making a booking. I had to, I got to delete 2,000 spam mails on it. But yeah, mm-hmm. so get in touch anytime. <laughs> <laughs> you got any upcoming shows coming up? Um, yes, next Tuesday, I'm going to be at Palo 22, this is Kenneth Llewellyn show. Um, the next Wednesday, open mic at DC Comedy Loft at 8 p.m. Okay. Um, and next Saturday, for everyone, all my 757, um, help my, uh, my homie Herb, he on Galley 410, producing him a fundraiser show, it's going to be fun, it's going to be light, it's going to be fantastic, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of drinking, a lot of partying, a lot of good times, so come through. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, I have um, well, I want to thank everybody Thank you again Don, For being on I want to thank everybody Listen to the Open Mic Radio Podcast You follow the show On the Open Mic Open Mic Radio RR On Instagram Also Open Mic Radio Podcast uh, Open Mic Radio Open Mic Podcast On Twitter You can follow me uh, O-L-M-I-K-B 757 On uh, Twitter um, My next upcoming show Is I have January 30th I'm at Ragtime I'm doing a feature set uh, Cool Cow Comedy Shout out to Cool Cow Ramin Mustafa uh, That's not his last name I know it's Moose I should have said Mustafa Mustafa yeah. I was like Mustafa but then, <laughs> That's not it That's a wrestler I'm sorry I'm sorry Ramin um, And then at the same night I'm also going to do The DC Cover Law for Open Mic I'm going to hop in the Uber Like I did last night To do these two shows Because everybody's doing Twos and threes And I'm like I got I to gotta match that energy mm-hmm. uh, February 2nd I'm, I'm at the I'm doing Kurt Shagger for show um, that's a Saturday. I, I don't have the location written down here, and that's my fault. Uh, February 10th, I'm doing the My Funny Valentine show. Uh, February 11th, I'm in Arlington, Virginia. I did not write down exactly what that is. And February 17th, I'm at the Soto in DC. And February 12th, I'm at the Nottingham, Maryland. Um, Nottingham in um, Maryland. Um, I'm about to say Maryland, Virginia. That is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a good show. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's on that show. But <laughs> I'm trying to get on Mike D level, bro. Hey man, I'm, I'm hey, I'm, I, I I've been blessed thus far. To um, I told myself in 2018 because a lot of people work on their stuff in 20. Like my news resolution, I'm gonna start on the first. I started literally back in November. Oh, nice. So I started yeah. cutting niggas off. I started, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, started removing sorry. people. That's how you, that's how you and, I started, and then I was like, I worked on my mental health, and I was like, by the time 2019 started, I was already off and yeah, running. Yeah, you already got a jump start. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yo, who's not for me in 2018? I was like, all right, I'm going to give y'all some opportunities because in 19, I'm not rocking with you. And they ain't figured it out yet, but they'll figure it out. Whatever. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. Nah, that's all. But I'm already. First. You come first. Yeah, man. So, um, like, so I've been blessed with opportunities. Um, Crazy opportunities, man. Uh, my calendar, my January calendar was filled, and um, now my February calendar is starting to fill up more. Uh, I just did two shows, two feature sets last night. Uh, did uh, one, thank you, man. One in Lamb Ballroom, um, super secret show. Shout out to Romaine uh, Walters, and then I hopped in the Uber, and I did um, Love Up Comedy. Glenn, Glenn Mack, uh, Stephanie Casella, and uh, Zubin. They had me. Uh, they had a last minute cancellation. 
um, to close out the um, to close out their show. Mm-hmm. They asked me to do it. I did. I did about over thirty. Did about thirty over thirty. Oh minutes. yeah, flex with the half hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had to like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love. I love doing that. I love when I get the close or a feature because you could just really, you, really. Yeah. You could just you can connect with the audience, have a good time. You could just, yeah. just you could just take your time. You can like fifteen. Like fifteen is cool. Twenty, uh, yeah, but like twenty to thirty, like I can really, I, you can rub yourself down, you get drinks, yeah, you can just play with the audience. Have you have you have the sit break? Yeah, <laughs> sit break. You just like, yeah. I'm killing these things. Right? Yeah, they, they don't want this, man. Yeah. Uh, but hey, man, thank you again for coming out, man. I really, really appreciate you coming out. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, make sure I download this podcast, and um, until um, next time, y'all. Good night. Good night. <laughs>